Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The college experience, college basketball weekend preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll also get a free t shirt as well. Head over to slash win for a $500 risk free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. That's W Y N N. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insight, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. That's right, no vig betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's betteredge b e t t o r edge.com promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Ace per head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience, college basketball weekend preview. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Good. eye, might. And I'm joined. Oh man. By the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking homebrew making Tobacco Road, a living, the free lock given, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man? How we doing this fine day? I mean, I just got to, to Viva Las Vegas. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch. You know, out here, it's actually kind of cold here. So I was trying to, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll still hit that hot tub, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I haven't been anywhere since a beach trip in September. So I really don't want to hear that you're in Las Vegas. I work from home. I never leave the house. I don't yeah. drive outside of 10 miles. Well, you I know, need to, I need to get somewhere too. You know what that's called? That's called being married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and having and kids, having two little ones. Right. <laughs> uh, I didn't get that Vegas trip invite though, buddy. 
Well, it was spur of the moment. It was the birthday, man. I was just saying, Hey, oh, I don't man? do I want to sit in LA that's locked down where I can't even get a fucking burrito. All right. <laughs> or I, I originally was planning to go like straight nature, but there's like this gigantic snowstorm coming through and pick Dundee, you know, in the land on under, he's not used to these gigantic snowstorms as much as I, well, it's not, it's not pick Dundee. Essentially. It's his car. His car is not, uh, I don't know that uh, I'd probably have to rent the car. If I want to go through that much snow, stay in cheap. And I ne- look and if I rent the car, I'm taking away money that I could be gambling. Well, all I know is that it's a new year. So I just re-upped on vacation. I got vacation to burn. I'm sitting here in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's winter. Nothing's going on. I could be in Vegas there with you. What the hell? Hey, it's not, Hey, I'll be here for a few days. So (laughs) (laughs) get over to that airport. Uh, Uh, I talk a big game. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to Sean and Ryan's uh, show that I was on the other day, but I talked about, remember we used to play quarterback contest. Yes, I did hear it. And yes. I, I I've listened and <laughs> it, uh, it was, yeah, it, it, I was reminiscing about those fond days and just to paint the picture of the audience, like me and NC Nick used to play and, and I feel like our, just our whole circle of friends had a game that if you saw one of your friends on a bicycle, it was full on open game football to, to the, to the bike, to the head, to, to where, to wherever. Oh, and you say right before you throw it quarterback contest, you yell it out and friends is a loose term. Pretty much any kid from the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> that we saw, you know, cause we lived right by a school, like right across the street from a school. So it was, there was often yeah. people walking by riding by on bikes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it was, yeah. Anybody that we saw, if we had a football near boom, quarterback <laughs> challenge, <laughs> Oh man, these kids don't, they don't even dude. I don't know if you heard, uh, you know, me and Pat's episode that, you know, they don't even have, uh, Herndon optimist, uh, football anymore. Are you serious? They don't have it anymore. Isn't that terrible? What the hell? What, what are kids supposed to do? They just like play flag football. I, I don't dude. I don't know. Kids. These is days, that COVID or is that concussion related? No, this, this is year like four or five years going now. So are you serious? Pretty dude, fucking horrible. What's going on ridiculous. in this country? Right. Anyway, Look, we know I could sit here and do five hours on how soft our society is becoming, but hold on, hold on. You know, it's a kind of a story that's kind of similar. How about our cousin? It's kind of similar to quarterback challenge. There was it was a big snowstorm. <laughs> a, uh, a a plow driver was just plowing down the street, happened to have his window open, and our cousin <laughs> he was, picked he up was a smoking snowball. a cigarette too. One in a million shot <laughs> <laughs> right in the window. <laughs> Dude, Max, a dude in the face. Oh, you're forgetting. <laughs> you're forgetting the fact that it was an ice ball. He poured Mountain Dew on the fucking thing. So That's like right. it was, it was as frozen like, as like it could punch be. Punch in the face. I'm like, fifty feet away, a, a, <laughs> an ice ball comes through your window. You're not, you're not ready for it. That could knock your ass out. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, I can't believe he didn't get his ass kicked because I feel like you deserve to truly get your ass whooped. If that happens, you know what I mean? Oh, like, I don't, yeah. I don't care if he was a grown adult and, and <laughs> you know, our cousin was uh, probably what, I don't know, 12, 13 years old or something. Yeah. He deserved an ass kicking. Yeah. I mean, there's no dude. I mean, what a great shot though. I mean, what a great shot, but at the same time, yeah, he went and ran and hid in, hid in my house and my parents, you know, I, the guy didn't, I don't even think he came to the door. Did he? I don't remember. I, I don't think so. No, yeah. the guy showed either, I mean, incredible restraint or, or maybe <laughs> Maybe he he ducked in the house before he saw him. I don't know what happened there. It's already like but. a brutal job. Like you're out, like break, <laughs> you know, plowing snow. You're probably hungover. 
and you get a fucking <laughs> ice ball to the face. Jeez. For no reason. For no fucking reason. <laughs> oh, All right. Sorry. What were you saying? I just, you know, that, that, uh, that story popped in my head. So no, no, no. Uh, I thought that, it, that's it should a great be story. And if, and if, if he had just yelled at quarterback contest prior, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he would be very much, I mean, he's a legend just for that throw, but he would be really deemed in the, in our hall of fame had he yelled out quarterback challenge. But uh, okay. Recapping this week, we're going to talk about the weekend uh, coming up, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday action, college basketball, but we'll start off on Monday uh, recapping what went on. You saw St. John's upset. UConn UConn was down one of their best players, but St. John's uh, was actually getting their ass kicked this game. The whole game. I feel like until about uh, about 40 minutes into this thing, maybe 38 minutes into this thing, uh, St. John's went on a big run, ended up grabbing the win outright. We had it locked up. They were eight point dogs. Uh, Mike Anderson squad chippy, huh? Hey, wherever Mike Anderson goes, you know, winning follows shortly thereafter. So uh, this is his first year there and there's been some ups and downs, but this was a good win here. Yeah. No, you no, know, no, for second, UConn, James year, Boak Knight was out. Uh, but I mean, even in a loss, I, w- I came away fairly impressed with UConn as well. Um, you know, I think it, I think St. John's was just ready and, and a little bit more hungrier for that win. And, you know, with UConn missing their best guy, I think UConn in general is a better team when they're fully healthy, but uh, I came away kind of impressed with both teams and, you know, St. John's is eight and seven overall three and six in the big East. It's not like they're going to be dancing this year, but we told you in the big East preview that the Mike Anderson hire was a great hire. And uh, I think this win kind of shows you that uh, the pro the, the program is trending in the right direction. And I want to correct you. It's year two. Uh, but he did have a winning season there last year. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And that, that true freshman point guard, Posh Alexander. Yeah. He's man, a baller. That yeah. was the first time I saw him play, you know, where I could watch a, a whole game and I was, I was really impressed. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, you know, the Huskies took an L there. I, I still think the Huskies are a team to watch out for in the big East. Then what the other big games of the day were uh, Florida state just just blowing out Louisville. I mean, that thing was like 20 to four to start the game. Just brutal. And it, it, yeah, we talked about this a little bit. Just we think Louisville is kind of phony. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Their best players at Radford transfer Carly Jones, and he's had a, a nice year and they have some other nice players, but overall, I think the team is, is missing a few key pieces to be real contenders. And I think Florida state was probably pissed because Florida did, didn't Florida state lose the game before. Let me take a quick look. No, here. they beat North Carolina. It was two games before I think that they lost to Clemson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, actually. Uh, okay. So, so Florida state's won three in a row. We're thinking the Clemson game, which was four games in a row. I, I guess the UNC game was, I think closer than expected. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I told you in our podcast last week, I thought Florida state was my favorite to win the ACC and uh, you know, after that game against Louisville, they might be. Yeah, and I heard Seth Greenberg say, and Lafonso Ellis calling the, calling out the uh, top twenty five for them not being a ranked team. They're saying this Florida State team they think is an elite eight team. So something, I mean, something to monitor as the season goes along. Uh, you know, I know. You Did have, I not pick them in the Final Four too? Didn't I? I think. I mean, a, I was uh, I was kind of just throwing that out there, yeah. but you know. I, apparently, you know, Lafonso Ellis and Seth Greenberg must must listen to the podcast. Yeah, probably a high chance of that. Seth Greenberg, though, uh, uh, you know, didn't 
was what was this thing? He didn't watch the tapes for Steph Curry. Del Curry sent him his tapes when he was at Virginia Tech. I was like, you should check out my son, Steph Curry. And he just like heard it, heard about his size and was like, no, I don't, I don't want him. Right. Right. That, that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's, and that's your, your best player of all time. Everything would have been. That's the Hokies best player of all time. You're just going to ignore that. I don't right. get it. Right. Um, the Citadel at UNC Greensboro. I know this wasn't a marquee matchup, but both been playing solid. Dude, this was a brutal beat for me. And I, I lock this bet this, uh, this was like a one point game at halftime. And it, even like in the final five minutes, it was like fluctuating, like UNC Greensboro had like a seven or eight point lead, but the Citadel playing all the way to the buzzer. They kept fouling. They kept fouling. I, they, I lost, they lost by 14. Um, I thought that was just a brutal beat. Cause I thought the whole game was a pretty, I mean, I thought Greensboro was the better team, but I, I don't think it was a, uh, it was pretty competitive for majority of that game. Um, I know we all got that one wrong, but I especially wanted to complain about that for the lock. Okay. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about our lucky, our very lucky Kansas cover Baylor, you know, obviously looked great. And I don't know if you saw the ending of this game, Kansas uh, passes the half court and they shoot a three, about two, two or three steps past half court that banks in at the buzzer for us to cover. It was an 11 point game. And by them banking in that three at the buzzer, we got the cover. But what's your take on the Jayhawks this year? I think they're they're kind of struggling a little bit. I think the takeaway from this game is just how good Baylor is. Um, you know, Kansas kind of going into the game. I, I thought I saw like the nine point spread. I think, and, and then it went up to eleven or so. Is that what? Yeah, is that where it ended? I think I think I think maybe it ended ten and a half. I, I I'm not uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, at first I was like, man, you know, just traditionally, you know, Kansas getting that many points. Are you crazy? So. I almost bet it. I was like, nah, you know what? Something about this smells kind of funny. This line, I'm going to stay away and not bet this. And for most of the game, I was glad I didn't touch it because Baylor was, you know, in control up by double digits. And then, yeah, that three pointer, man, I, you know, I, I, I saw the highlights the next morning. I was like, yeah, you see, you see <laughs> I that? I guess I should, I guess I should have bet it. Did you see that fan in the front row in the right yeah, hand corner? Yeah, that guy was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't see this clip, uh, a guy with front row tickets, he's basically uh, throwing his hands up in the air because he won. He thinks he won the bet. And then the guy banks in the three and you just see him go to the ground. Like you just know his, his couple hundred bucks is gone. So we've all done that <laughs> in the living room or a man cave yeah. or a sports bar. <laughs> oh man. We've what? all been there. But so yeah, Kansas, uh, Kansas is not as good as previous years. They're still a good team. They're still I would say, you know, sweet 16 ish caliber, maybe, maybe further, but um, well, here, it, it sure looks like Baylor's head and shoulders better than the Jayhawks. Well, here's the intriguing thing right now. Big 12 standings, Baylor sitting at six and one, Texas at five, or I'm sorry, Baylor sitting at six and oh, Texas at five and one, Kansas at four and three, Texas tech at four and three, Oklahoma at four and three, and then okay. State at three and three. Uh, West Virginia at two and three, way down there. What a this is the second best conference in college basketball. Um, I, I, there's a good shot that Kansas, you know, who I think I want to say they've won like 23 out of the last 24 regular season championships in the Big 12. Um, uh, there's a chance that they don't even chart in the top four or five. Well, you know, they have a, a an easier stretch of the schedule coming up in conference or next four games. I say easy. I mean, at, at Oklahoma is not easy, but Kansas can, can, can get that win. And then they have TCU and then they have Kansas state. 
Uh, then at WVU, which isn't easy either, but WV is not as strong, you know, once that guy opted out, um, so she, so, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. So Kansas is going to be right up there, but they're not going to win this. I mean, Baylor, <laughs> Baylor looks seriously. I you know, find a flaw in Baylor right now. They play excellent defense. They got multiple guys who can you know, score the rock. They got big men. They got guards. They got some some good reserves. You know what a big addition was is I'm trying to pull up his name just to make sure I'm correct. I believe it is Adam Flagler, the transfer. That dude uh, can gun. Uh, where where did he transfer in from again? I'm trying to remember. Um, or was it not Flagler? Am I thinking of Am I thinking of the wrong guy here? I think I'm thinking of the wrong guy here. Uh, man, they have a guy that transferred in a grad transfer from a small school. Maybe it's Matthew Mayer. I th- I'm thinking of that uh, transferred in, and, and this guy has been a huge addition to this team. I think he came from a, a small school. Let me just try to pull that up. I want to well, say I know I know one of the big men. Why you pull it up, uh, Jonathan? And I'm going to butcher this. Touch him all, touch a chow. <laughs> isn't he? A, he's a transfer, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think they got a couple, man. But they got one sharpshooter. And why am I drawing a blank on his name right now? This guy certainly isn't the sharpshooter. Yeah, but this guy, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just say Jonathan TT. How about that? He was on uh, UNLV, I believe it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he was a UNLV transfer, but he's a big man. He's not the shooter. I think the shooter that I'm thinking of, for some reason, I want to say it's either Mayor or Flag. Is it Flagger? Uh, I I can't recall. I I was watching. Here we go. Here we go. This will tell me. This will tell me. Um, where are we at here? Where are we at here? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe this isn't telling me. I can't remember who. I want to say it's 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 Matthew Mayer but I could be wrong, but one of them transferred in or it's either him or Adam Flagler that a uh, huge addition to this team. Let me see here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Flagler's a transfer. Flagler was on Presbyterian yes. the blue hose getting him. Cause before they are before I thought they were already like a, like a, a really hard team to stop because of their athleticism and length. But I thought at times when they go cold, they were still a solid shooting team before, but I think getting him, he has been, you can't leave that guy open. So it, it, it really just stretches out that offense and really, I mean, stretches out the defense that's, that's defending them and really just makes it really hard to guard in my opinion. Like with, with Macy OT and uh, Jared Butler doing whatever they want to do, you know, those guys are really elite college basketball players, even Davian Mitchell as well. And and then so they'll draw they'll somehow get a double team because of how quick they are and then to have Mayer open that's a killer man it's an absolute killer so getting great him- thing about uh, Flagler too is that he's only a sophomore so it, it, freshman year he averaged 16 points a game for Presbyterian and then he sat out last year because he's a traditional transfer um, so yeah Baylor is set for the long term here you know well hey like we I think we mentioned this last week Baylor's been a good program for probably 10 years now. Yeah. And they're approaching me and Patty C we're talking blue bloods in college basketball. And I'm, I'm thinking Baylor is not there yet, but they're pretty darn close. I feel like Baylor Gonzaga, even maybe even Oregon, Oregon went to the final four recently. Um, I feel like they're close to knocking on that door. Um, I don't know. See, I think when I hear blue bloods, I think, you know, something very long-term 
I'm talking 20, 30 years. So maybe Gonzaga's close. Baylor's not there yet. You know, blue bloods, that means you get the best recruits. That means it's destination uh, jobs for coaches. Uh, yeah, I, I, no, I can't say Baylor. Baylor's still kind of, I hate to say it, they're, they're kind of off the, off the radar for, you know, the lay college basketball fan. Um, at this point, I wouldn't you agree? I mean, you know, you talk to someone who kind of watches college basketball once football ends, they're like Baylor. Yeah. They got a pretty good team, right? You know, it's yeah, not like they're, uh, yeah. you know, they're tuning in just to watch it because it's Baylor. It's not Kentucky. It's not Kansas. It's not UNC. It's not Duke. Gonzaga is getting closer to that mix, well, but also I think sometimes it has to, you have to kind of go through multiple coaches also. Uh, well, well, I don't know. Gonzaga, uh, a team that I believe went to the, they played UNC, I think four years ago, right? In the championship, if memory serves me correct, might've been five, but I think last year they would have at least been a final four team, if not the champion. Agreed. Um, so that would have been two final four appearances in my opinion. And then this year you got to pencil them in, I think, but they haven't missed the NCAA tournament since 1998. That's a long fucking stretch of making the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh, it helps. I, yeah, well, maybe it helps. I guess you could, you know, argue the flip side, but to play in the West coast conference where they pretty much are guaranteed to win that division yeah. or sorry, that conference. But yeah, I, Hey, I mean, Gonzaga has, <laughs> you know, a, a model of consistency, a model of excellence. Definitely. Now they just have to take the, the last step and, and win the whole thing. They have, I don't think you, you can't be a blue blood when you've never won the championship. How about that? I think go. we can make that rule, right? There we go. And that's, what's bittersweet though, is that, okay. 2017, they lose a close game in the national championship to North Carolina. I think last year they had as good as argument as anybody to win the national championship uh, this year. I think they'll, they'll be at least a final 14, but they've made four elite eights. Uh, since 99, right? That's almost there, but they, they do have a history of choking in the elite eight. Cause they only have one final four appearance and one national championship appearance. So uh, yeah. Also one final four. And that's not, that's not blue blood material, but, you know, I, so. uh, but when you put it like, okay, well, obviously we didn't get to see last year, but when you consider their one final four was 2017, that means if they would have done it last year and then if they do it this year, that would have been three within four years. Well, that, there was a lot of ifs in that last sentence of yours. Uh, you know, last year you can't say, you know, sure they had a high likelihood, they had one of the better odds of win going to the final four. Sorry, you can't you can't count it. They didn't do it. You know, through yeah. no fault of theirs, but they didn't do it. And uh, and then this year it's only January twenty first, so uh, we shall see. But uh, yeah, and right now I would pencil Gonzaga into my final four. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Okay, let's switch over to Tuesday action. You know, I feel like we need to do a whole segment on Matt Painter. I think he's the one of the most underrated coaches in college basketball, dude. You've you've had a hard on for Painter here the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd say that, but dude, I mean, I I was just I, uh, coming into the year, this team was not projected to be high up in the Big Ten. Yeah, they're on a roll now too, man. Uh, yeah, going into that game, that Purdue Ohio State game, both teams were were playing really good basketball. So Purdue has won four in a row now, and that's wins over Michigan State, Indiana, Penn State, Ohio State, and they uh, have a big one tomorrow against Michigan. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Um, I don't think they're quite on Michigan's level, 
But I think, you know, just talking about a Purdue Ohio State game, that just shows the depth of the conference. That was a great game. I think both these both these teams are playing really good right now. They could make some noise come March. Sure, why not? And I even think that that Michigan game that you're talking about, what's been Purdue's MO this whole year? I mean, they got down I don't know if you saw that Michigan State game, but Michigan State was beating it by like twenty points and they came back and won. They got down right. this past game against Ohio State because uh, Williams got into foul trouble and they come storming back. So, I mean, they, they, this team has really defied the odds. I feel like throughout the whole year, especially, you know, I remember watching them against Liberty, I think in the opener or the second game of the season, I thought, man, they're not going to be very good this year. That's why I'm so impressed. I think. Is, and is, yeah. The, and did you see the uh, game winner by, by the, the uh, true freshman Jaden Ivy uh, from in the Ohio state game? Yeah, no, I didn't. He, I hit, a th- he hit a three with uh I want to say like 10 seconds left or something. It was a huge shot. Uh, that guy, I, I don't know if he was a, a three star or a four star. I don't know how many stars he had, but that guy's going to be a player, man. Jaden Ivy, throw him in there with uh, Travion Williams, Eric Hunter, Jr. Uh, the European Sasha Stefanovic. I mean, it's a pretty good team here. Brandon Newman too, right? Um, yeah. And yeah. E- even Edie, the, the, the big man um, per, right now, Michigan's a three point favorite three and a half point favorite. I'm seeing uh, any chance you take the Boilermakers it's just in Lafayette. No, I want to jump all over Michigan there. Uh, you know what, you know what I haven't heard many people say, you know, obviously Michigan's playing excellent ball. That one lost to Minnesota, their point guard, Eli Brooks didn't play. I haven't heard anybody else make mention of that. Um, he, he, he came back last game and we're and Michigan just smoked Maryland. Um, and home court advantage is not as important this year. So no, I'm going to jump all over Michigan there. Interesting. I'm really compelled to see that matchup because here's what's so interesting about that game. Purdue is still a player to win this conference. This is a huge game. I know it's only January, but Michigan at seven and one Purdue's at six and three and Purdue still plays them twice. So um, I just think that if they can steal this win, why, why couldn't the Boilermakers win this whole thing? I don't think they quite had the talent that some other schools do like Michigan, like Iowa. Um, I don't think, I think Purdue is on a second tier of big 10 schools and that's not throwing any shade at Purdue. Uh, Cause they are playing good ball. It's just, there's so many good teams in this league. I think, I think Purdue's on that, on that next level. Actually, if they were to somehow steal this, I just don't me. They only play once this year. Um, so if they were to steal this game, they actually got a favorable schedule. I feel, I feel like, look, I, I mean, I, I don't get one. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but if they were to somehow steal this game, they get Minnesota at home next. And Minnesota has been awful on the road this year. Then they're at Maryland, which is definitely a winnable game. Then they're home to Northwestern winnable game. Uh, then, okay. They go to at Minnesota, but I, I don't, their remaining schedule after that, they get a home game against Michigan state. Then Nebraska, Penn state, they have a, I think one of the easier schedules left in the big 10. Yeah. If the uh, consensus big three in the big 10 is Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin. Well of the last, how many games is how many, how many games they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten. 10 of the last 10 games. They only play two of those schools and both those games are at home. So yeah, I'd agree. That is uh, on the favorable side of things. I mean that I, in my opinion, that makes this matchup tomorrow's gigantic because if they steal that, 
you got Michigan has a backloaded schedule. If they have that tiebreaker, that could be substantial. So I, I keep an eye on that, that big, that Friday night, big 10 game in Purdue uh, or Michigan at Purdue. Can't wait to watch that one. Um, but yes, they got it done against Ohio state. Uh, how about the ten, dude, Rick Barnes doing it, doing it to us again. I, I'm you were on Tennessee. I was on Florida here. Cause I just thought, look, I understand Keontae Johnson's injured for Florida, but get, Mike white deserves to be mentioned as one of the, like, I know Nate, Nate Oates is probably running away with the sec coach of the year or Quanzo Martin, but Mike white, considering what he's had to deal with, uh, well, yeah. So you mentioned County Johnson. Did you also know that Scotty Lewis and Colin Castleman missed that game too? I knew Lewis. I don't think I knew Castleman, but what? Florida was without three of their top four scorers and they beat Tennessee by 26. <laughs> I mean, you know, Tennessee earlier in the year, they had some nice wins over Colorado and Cincinnati. Yeah. And uh, you know, they, they, they really, really looking like a really good defensive team. And uh, at that point I was like, man, Tennessee is looking legit here. Um, yeah. And since then, I mean, they lost Alabama, which hey, Alabama's playing really good basketball. So there's, there's no harm there, but really the head scratch here is this 26 point loss to a, a to, a, to an injury riddled Florida team. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that is Rick Barnes for you. Cause we, we've never trusted him long-term as a coach. Yeah. And it's funny coming into the season. I can't tell you how many publications had Tennessee as a top five, six, seven team. Uh, some of them calling for a final four appearance, which obviously could still happen, but I, I'm reluctant to believe that. Um, uh, Michigan, Maryland, Michigan answers with the with the nice win, a, blow, a blowout win against Maryland. I, I think Maryland's really got their work cut out from if they want to make it to the tournament. Yeah, two and six in the Big Ten. <laughs> uh, I mean, Maryland's still a pretty good team. You watch them and you like you know some of their players. They you know they have some some nice pieces and, you know, some athletic guys and some guys who, you know, look the part, uh, but it's murderers row in, in, in the big 10. Like, yeah. I wonder if you put Maryland in the pac 12, yeah. what their record would be. I don't think uh, I would take them to win it, but, but I think there would be in the upper echelon. Yeah. I'm not saying they'd, yeah. they'd be winning, you know, or leading the pac 12, but uh, they'd have a, a much favorable record. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, South Carolina at Missouri. Uh, what point is Missouri the second best team in the SEC? They're certainly quietly going under the radar now. I think South Carolina hadn't played a game in a while. Is was that accurate? Let me pull that yeah, up. Yeah, I think they had COVID issues. Yeah, well, they, I think they came back and they had played. They, they lost to LSU and then lost to Missouri here. So, so I think they had one game back. Um, and we don't know how good South Carolina is. They're a really hard team to get a read on, but uh, you have to hand it to Missouri for taking care of business. I was close to locking this up and betting it. I I'm kicking myself for not doing it because you had locked up Mizzou. I think their previous game over the weekend, right? Yeah. They've been good to me this year, man. They've been really good yeah. to me uh, on covering the uh, games uh, as locks. Uh, US- but, but hold on, but, oh. but they have a couple kind of head scratchers also. Speaking of Tennessee, they lost by 20 to Tennessee and they lost to Mississippi state by 15. Well, dude, Mississippi state was a team that you had told me prior to the, to the egg bowl basketball matchup that happened against Ole Miss a couple days ago. I mean, there was high speculation that Mississippi state was a team that could be, be on the tournament watch. People were saying like, they're really getting a lot better as the season progresses. And so I thought, okay, well that, that loss isn't so bad then, but no. 
they lay an egg against Ole Miss, Mississippi State does, and then I still wonder who they are. The SEC is wild, man. Yeah, just when you think you got a read on a team, the next week <laughs> you're off them. You know, it's yeah, I mean, there's so many like middle tier teams that you know have some talent. They they look good for a couple games, then they go into like a little tailspin. It, you know, or it's up and down from get from a game to game basis. You know, it's kind of for the most part, I'm trying to stay away from sec games. Cause it seems like it, they're kind of hard to uh, handicap. Yeah. Um, how about this in the pac 12? I mean, uh, pac 12 and sec maybe mirror images of each other. Cause Oregon state, we, we were all on Oregon state 10 point dog. They went out right <laughs> against USC and they, they have back-to-back wins against USC and Arizona state are the beavers. I know that coach was on the hot seat this year and he brought in a slew of transfers because uh, the, a bunch of players graduated from their team a season ago. Uh, the Beavers, perhaps, do they have life in this conference? <laughs> you know, it's funny because it, what in December they 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 lost three games in a row to Washington State, Wyoming, and Portland. You know, so at that point we're like, okay, you know, same old Oregon State. Um, I, you know, why not? I guess momentarily. I mean, they're not going to win the thing, but. Uh, I yeah, you know, kudos for, to you know to them to for, for winning a couple of good games here. But really, USC, you know, that's a hard team to get your head around as well. Well, well it's they're the, very upside uh, up and down. It's the whole Pac-12, dude. Colorado last night, I thought, just l- looked. I mean, I understand Sahonis with like some of the shots Washington were making. When you're on, you're on. Low, very low percentage shots, but Colorado still looked tired to me defensively. And I'm sitting there like, man, Colorado's got a chance to really steal this division. I still like, but UCLA hasn't really played. Uh, they, they barely beat Colorado and Westwood. They still got to play in Boulder. Their two matchups against Oregon were canceled. So they haven't really r- hit a tough patch of their schedule yet. In my opinion. Um, now I'll tell you, speaking of UCLA, they have two games versus Oregon within four days. Uh, they play them on January 28th and February 1st. Uh, I'm sure one of them is a, a, a makeup game. I don't know which one, but um, they have some games here coming up. And, you know, and, and then right after that one on the, on the, on the first, they play at USC. So we're going to find out about UCLA right now, a, a quiet seven and O in conference. Uh, I think Oregon's the best team in the conference. Still uh, UCLA has struggled to get these wins. I mean, they beat Washington, I think by five in a game that I was really close uh, the Arizona state game, Arizona state had, I think three of their top four scorers out and er, they beat Arizona state in overtime. So I, and when a game that I think we locked UCLA and got very, lo- very fortunate to, to get that win, I'm not ready to, to, I'm not buying into the hype yet. I, I think Oregon is still the team to beat in the pac 12. And after that, I would probably say UCLA or Arizona, but uh, oh, I, w- I don't trust Arizona at all. Yeah. I don't trust either Arizona school. Well, that's what I'm saying. So this thing's wide open. So Oregon state at three and three right now, uh, why not? <laughs> if I, yeah, but come on, they're not, they're not on the same level as Oregon or, or UCLA. Oh, I know. I'm not saying to win it, but I would say if they, if they get a three seed in that tournament or something, that's, I think that's certainly up the uh, eligible. Like they, they could, they I mean, just, Corvallis has to be a tough road place to go to. It's almost like uh, Washington state where, you know, you get a, a, a team from USC or a team from Arizona and they're flying up, I guess, you know, to, to Portland and then taking a couple hour drive on a bus to Corvallis or something. I, 
I don't know their logistics. I'm saying a Corvallis probably isn't the easiest place to get to. And and it's hard to get up for that game. You know, Uh, you know, it's not on national TV. Ain't nobody going to be watching. (laughs) It's on the PAC 12 network, which like 50 people in America get, (laughs) they they fired Larry Scott, man. There's hope (laughs) for PAC 12 fans out there. Finally, what, what was the final? I, I just can't believe it took this long to fire that guy. I heard an argument for him today or maybe not for him, but it was kind of defending him. And really, I mean, you know, he, he was, he was brought in cause he was supposed to be kind of like a disruptor kind of new ideas, not the status quo. And that was right where the time where, you know, the whole realignment was really, you know, going down. Um, and you know, I guess to his credit, he, he, he couldn't, he didn't make the deal, but he was trying. Uh, he, he was proactive trying to get Texas in trying to pretty much, you know, break up the big 12 and bring in schools. I think he had the right idea. I just, did, I, he didn't have, I, I, he couldn't execute it, you know? So, uh, he, so he, he, he isn't deserving of credit, <laughs> but I guess he had the right idea at least because if the PAC 12 could, or could have really broken up the big 12 and taken some of their big schools, it would be, it would be an interesting college basketball and college football landscape. Cause you would have a massive major conference out West. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It would have been interesting. Uh, well, another thing is like, he, I, I don't know, like he, uh, the TV deal with the PAC 12 network was a mess. And then, yeah. and then, uh, you know, he was very late. You saw the ACC protect Clemson and Notre Dame this year. Uh, the sec notoriously, you know, protects Alabama and, and LSU and, and a lot of Florida, um, the big 10 protect protects Ohio state. And look, I hate this. I hate the fact they protect them, but right. the, the PAC 12 was one to me that just did not care. They're like, Nope, back to back away games for Oregon and USC. And it's like, well, no wonder why you're not sniffing the, the, the playoffs or, or the invitational, but so you should love the guy. You should be sad. He's leaving. <laughs> I, well, at the same time though, I, I do think there's a problem happening in the country where, well, right. It, you you know, want a level playing field. Yeah. So if, he can't be the only one not doing it. Cause then it's, it's to his own detriment, his, his own conferences detriment. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, but I, 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 yeah, I do love that about him, but anyway, okay. College basketball, Butler to Paul Butler, dude, you know, who's playing a lot better lately is the Butler Bulldogs. So- yeah. I think they're just at sometimes offensively challenged. So um, they took down would- Creighton the other day, then DePaul. Yeah. Well, DePaul is the worst team in the big East. Um, I like taking Butler when they're like a sizable dog, uh, as a favorite, I, I probably, probably steer clear, you know, unless it's a DePaul game again. Yeah. I just, you know, offensively that they, they struggle at times. I hear you. I hear you. All right. We're going to get continue breaking down more of this week's action and talk about this weekend's games. But first I want to tell you the college experience weekend preview for college basketball is brought to you by WinBet. Sign up and get a $500 risk free bet. Yeah, $500. Send in your first uh, win bet screenshot to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get a free t shirt as well. Tons of boosted bets, including a wheel spin to boost parlays. Perfect for hashtag DGENs only, baby. Win bet is currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, and uh, Michigan is coming soon. And you better believe more states are on the way, baby. If win bet isn't active in your state, you can still get a free shirt by referring a friend. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. That's sportsgamblingpodcast slash win. That's W Y N N. 
Uh, this is one. I, I don't know if you caught the beginning of this one, Miami, Syracuse, Miami was up. I think I, th- I want to say 15 to two. And then they lost by 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I say if buddy Bayheim <clears throat> and Joe Girard can get hot, you know, which they, they can, but if they get hot together, both of them in the same game, then Syracuse can be dangerous. And they both put up 23 here. And uh, I think Miami was still missing likes. Yeah. Still missing likes. And and here's something to think about. I locked up Miami and lost here, but I did not know their track record against dome or not dome teams, uh, zone teams. They are, this team is really bad against the zone. They're interesting. So look, going forward, I, I think the a couple times they've got Boston college blew them out and Boston college ran a zone the entire time and forced them. Uh, Miami was one for 20 from three. Ooh, that's not going to do it. <laughs> and, and they've been a horrible three point shooting team all year. So the zone really has been a issue for the hurricanes. And I don't know, even with likes coming back at some point in the next week or so, they're saying, I don't know yeah. that they, they can fix that. Well, Miami has a lack of pure shooters and, and likes is a very good player and he can knock down some threes, but he's not a pure shooter either. Miami has a bunch of like athletic guys, uh, very good drivers. You know, they, they can hit jumpers, but no, no real pure shooters on that team. So that's, yeah, that's evident. Um, I, I, I know we could talk. I know some of the scores I saw tonight, but what do you, I, who do you think is winning the Mac? I mean, we, we talk, the Akron Bowling Green game was a big Mac game on, on Tuesday that I was excited to watch. Same with, uh, you know, ball state, Miami, Ohio, both teams still kind of in contention there. Um, and I believe there was another one with, was it Akron, Akron and somebody else played, but uh, no Akron Bowling Green. Um, and then we, uh, we saw the, the games that happened uh, yesterday. And then I believe earlier today. I got no, I got no idea who's winning this conference. You still think Toledo? I, I think Akron, Toledo, Buffalo, Bowling Green. I got no idea. <laughs> I'm off. I'm off on Bowling Green. Actually, there was some chat on Slack about this today. If you're not signed up on Slack, then you really got to get over to our Slack channel. I mean, we got you know different threads or groups or whatever they call it for pretty much every sport. And, and that, um, that, that, that channel, really is a, that, cha- that channel, Sports Gambling Podcast Slack channel. That's what it's called, Sports Gambling Podcast. Check it out, and then you'll see sub channels of college basketball, college football, anything. If you want to talk Korean baseball, I'm sure you can find a home there. <laughs> yeah. So I was talking, we were talking to our buddy trail Brown there about uh, bowling green. I was big on bowling green earlier in the year. They covered a couple big spreads for me. I, I watched them a couple times. I thought, you know, they were, you know, especially good on, on offense, but they, they're really in a tailspin right now. I'm off bowling green big time. Um, you mentioned Toledo. Yeah. I think Toledo is my favorite right now, but Buffalo's dangerous. They look good tonight. Uh, I think previously they had dropped a couple in a row though. Uh, I do like Kent state and Akron is solid too, but um, you know, as much as we were, I think we were hitting good on Mac games earlier in the year. Now we've hit last, that. Yeah. last couple of weeks has turned back into the, the usual Mac where yeah, <laughs> it's tough, man. And Bowling green currently 10 and five. They're still second in the Mac, but um, I, I know they have split divisions, but Justin Turner, their guard who averages tw- just about 20 and a half points a game, four boards and uh, almost six assists and 1.3 steals. He had, he, he put his name in the transfer portal and mm, I, I so, be- so something's going on there. No, 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 not, 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 not now this off season, this oh, past okay, off season okay. and Michigan and Ohio state. And I think Cincinnati were interested and he went back to Bowling green. I wonder if he's having second thoughts about that. Well, they've lost two in a row and three out of the last four. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know what? Those, and, and those three wins, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, those three losses. Yeah. The one to Akron, Akron's decent, but also a 24 point loss to ball state and a 19 point loss to Miami of Ohio. Mm. Mm. I mean, ball state and Miami of Ohio are like the mid tier yeah. teams in the Mac. Uh, but if you're going to lose to them, you shouldn't be blown out. Okay. So something's going on there. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. We got to get to it. You're a Duke fan. Uh, Pitt takes down Duke. Jeff Capel gets uh gets one by his uh protege essentially. Um, what's your take on Duke and what's your take on Pitt? Because Pitt is a team that if you look at that besides that loss to St. Francis, their resume is really really good. Uh, do we really have to talk about this game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, had to do it, buddy. Had to. Put so you so the protege would be Jeff Capel, not Coach K. Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, Coach, I don't Coach know K would be the mentor, <laughs> and uh, Capel would be the mentee. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, you gotta like what you know. Pitt uh, going into the game, Pitt's got three really good players. I like. Um, yeah, you know, Xavier Johnson, uh, all DSE, Tony, and uh, Champagne. Yeah. Uh, you got a three headed monster like that. That's a very nice place to start. And that's three guys that can take you a long way. And they got a, a, a few other guys in the mix, a couple of big guys who can, you know, provide some rim protection, get some boards, a couple of guys off the bench, you know, uh, Horton's a good three point shooter. So yeah. Hey, Pitt's a quality team. Um, yeah. And at Duke, you know, what do you got to say? They had no, uh, no summer uh, to uh, get the freshmen acclimated. They had a shortened preseason. Uh, yeah. So uh, they're going through, <laughs> I mean, they got some talent. Let me ask you, you saw, this. Galen Johnson missed a month, you know, yeah. perfect. You know, let, so let, when you need, you need all those guys to be healthy and playing so you can keep on building up, you know? So, and also in a shortened year, they don't have enough time to, to get better really. Yeah. So it'll be uh, interesting. They're currently five and four. I know you're a Duke fan, but their next five games are at Louisville this Saturday. Then Tuesday, a red hot Georgia tech comes into uh, Durham. Then Clemson, who's currently ranked 20, but they're going to get out of there after uh, Georgia tech just whooped them. Uh, then at Miami and home to UNC, those are your next five games. What do you think Duke does in those five games? Two and three, three uh, and two. I was going to say three and two. I still have faith. I mean, if, I've been watching coach K for about 20 years, <laughs> 30, and, I think know, more than 20 years, 30, and years. maybe, yeah. well, yeah, maybe 30 years and time, time, time goes by too quick, but um, he, you look, I mean, his track record speaks for itself. This team does have some talent. They're nowhere near as good as previous teams. Uh, yeah. I, I still don't know who the best player is going to be. Matthew hurt as good of a year. He's as he's having he was the ACC leading scorer at, at least before that pick game. I think Champagne may be over him now, um, but on a good team, Matthew Hurt is your number two or your number three. He shouldn't be your number one. Yeah, uh, Jalen Johnson looks really good in flashes, but I, I'm I'm not quite sure what he is yet. You know, he's not really a down low player. He's not really a three point shooter. Um, he can do a lot. You know, he can. It, the, one of the good things about him is that. With him and Hurt, they can if, if they're the big men, he's a much better defender than Hurt is, especially like around the basket. He gets blocked shots. He can protect the rim a little bit. So Duke is much better with Jalen Johnson, obviously. That's you know, goes without saying. Um, but if if look at the uh, freshman, you know, he might be a one and done. Stewart might be a one and done. But for the most part, you know, this isn't 
RJ Barrett and Zion. Yeah. You know, yeah. And this isn't uh, Austin rivers or this isn't uh, Brandon Ingram or Jason Tatum. You know, they don't have those automatic one and done pump them right in. They're going to, you know, produce uh, these freshmen are good, but uh, they're going to need some time. And unfortunately <laughs> time is running out yeah. in, in, in the season. So uh, this season might just be a wash. I don't know. Yeah, uh, the next five games will probably tell the tale for you. Uh, now, I I, I want to talk Pitt Panther basketball for a second here, but I do want to uh, to make a side note right now. Fifteen minutes left in the second half, UCLA and Cal tied at forty-one. That's what I mean. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, right. Um, Cal is uh, it's Cal the no, I guess Washington's the worst yeah. team. So UCLA is going to win this game by eight or nine, but they they're still... going to go to eight and zero in conference. <laughs> Without ever really looking good, yeah. So look, this let's talk Pitt Panther basketball though. Uh, Saturday, Pitt at BC. Oh no, that game got, got postponed. So damn, they they don't play. Oh no, this Saturday. I'm sorry, they play at Wake. So Pitt is going to move to nine and two. We would think, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Tuesday, they're home to North Carolina. That's an interesting game. I mean, right now Pitt's third in the ACC. If they, to me, if they win this. Look at the they and after North Carolina they have Notre Dame. If they win those three, and move to eleven and two, you got to be thinking NCAA tournament, right, for Pitt? Yeah, certainly. You know, I mean, <laughs> the one major blemish is that first game against St. Francis. I don't know what the hell happened there. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Francis, uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. where they lost by ten. Other than that, they have a loss to Louisville uh, out of conference. They beat Northwestern. Uh, you know, Northwestern's kind of you know. They're not as good as they were a month ago, but and in conference, you've beaten Miami, Syracuse twice, and Duke. So right now, they have no wins over teams which would be in the NCAA tournament. So yeah, uh, maybe you could maybe make a case that Syracuse could could be a bubble team by the time March sure. comes around. Um, but uh, they their schedule they only get Virginia once and Virginia Tech once, so that works out in their favor. They do get Clemson twice, but those are winnable games. I don't think I, I know we were one that were like Clemson was a team that was letting, they were somehow winning these games, but letting teams stick around forever. So I, I look at the schedule kind of really, like UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like most of college basketball, but um, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, I think Pitt might be a team that finds itself in the NCAA tournament this year. Okay. Penn state st- sticking in the uh, state of Pennsylvania. Penn State grabbed a big win tonight at Rutgers, but on Tuesday they lost at Illinois. Um, I know Penn State's got a huge uphill battle if they want to sniff the NCAA tournament, but let's talk the Illini. We talked about uh, you know Purdue and Michigan in uh, Iowa and Wisconsin. Are we forgetting about the Illini still? Yeah, I was going to mention when I said that uh, consensus top three. Yeah, shortly thereafter, I saw Illinois there. I'm like, oh, you know, you can make the argument that they're right in that mix as well. Um, yeah, they are ten to five, and they're they're fourth in the Big Ten right now. Um, yeah, their losses this year are to pretty, all to pretty good schools: Baylor, Missouri, Rutgers, Maryland, Ohio State. Um, yeah, before that Penn State win, they had lost two in a row though. That a game to Maryland and a game to Ohio State. So that's why I think kind of people jumped off the fight, fight the fighting Illini. Uh, but you shouldn't because they are still a really good team with a handful of you know top notch players. So they yeah they're as dangerous as anyone. Uh yeah man I I, I still kind of like the fact they're not getting much noise. 
Uh, Seton Hall played Villanova. Villanova hadn't played a game in like a fucking year. I feel like with COVID problems, and they squeaked by. We all covered on this one. Uh, I should have bet it, man. I was close. I, I should have locked it up. Should have bet it. I, I mean, I, I know you always say that when on the ones yeah. <laughs> that, that you get right, but you don't bet. Uh, but we should have we should have saw it coming because Seton Hall is a decent team, and whenever you're off for a month. It's going to take a little while to get back well, into the swing of things. With the exception of that Texas Nova game, I don't know that I've been impressed with Villanova at all this year. That one game was the one that I was like, okay, they still have it. Because early in the year, I mean, if you remember our preview episode, I had them in the Final Four. I don't know that I do anymore. <laughs> but Jay Wright's got some time to work it out. Yeah, I mean, they started the year off in that game against Boston College, where <laughs> that was a ball game for most. I mean, finally, towards the very end, like last seven or eight minutes, they pulled away and ended up winning by 10 or so. Uh, they have, they haven't looked overly impressive, but um, you know, I like some of the players and I like Jay, Jay Wright's track record. So I mean, they, they could certainly still be final four. I don't know if you saw this game, but they got very fortunate to win this game because it was almost like Grant Hills pass to Leitner late for Seton hall. And it was a perfect pass, even closer to the basket than what Leitner was. It would have been, I a saw l- it. I saw and it. And the yeah. guy dropped it. He was looking, he was thinking about the basket too much. So I think that's our best player too. The uh, Mamula la Kashele or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, crazy game though. Uh, how about this one? Alabama at LSU. I was on the wrong side of this one. I figured Bama at some point is going to lose this game. LSU's defense was trash, but Bama hit 23, three pointers broken sec record Alabama, I think is, is a team that is, uh, I mean, I, at what point do we start talking about this team as a team that could make the final four? Why not? I mean, first off LSU, I, you know, when we were talking last week, I said they had a bad defense. I didn't know it was that bad. Alabama put up 60 in the first half. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. It's a 20 minute half. Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, uh, Bama is playing some good ball, man. Uh, you know, I was on Bama for this game. I know you were expecting a loss. I don't blame you, you know, a road game, but you know, LSU is kind of like Tennessee where uh, we know, you know, will Wade can bring in talent. We just don't think he can really coach that talent. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, so some games they look really good because talent will shine from time to time and sometimes, and some games they just, they, they just don't, you know, they don't show up and uh, yeah, it's going to be, let's look at Alabama schedule here. Cause uh, they look damn good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really, but, really. Yeah, I would impressed. just say, watch out with the SEC. You know, some other schools have looked good for a couple of weeks, and then not so much. You know, but Alabama's won eight in a row now, and it's yeah. how they won and, the I games. Mean, it's how they've won the games that's so impressive. Like uh, most of those were double-digit wins. I feel like, with the exception of the Auburn game, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that was the one game I bet them too. I think they were like a five-point favorite, and they didn't cover. So maybe well, that's a <laughs> maybe rivalry that's why I'm a game. Pissed out the Crimson yeah. Tide. But dude, but, they, they, uh, they beat Ole Miss by eighteen. They beat Tennessee at Tennessee by eight. Then they beat Florida by fifteen. The Auburn game is a four-point game. That's a rivalry game. They beat Kentucky by twenty. Arkansas in by Rupp. in Rupp. Arkansas by thirty-one, and then uh, LSU by thirty. That is yeah. ass kickings, just left and right. And they got Mississippi State on deck, and then a rematch at home. Kentucky coming back in. Uh, then an interesting game at Oklahoma. Is that that's that SEC Big yeah. Twelve challenge that's happening you, coming you, up? You right? know who Kentucky gets? Texas. Kentucky gets Oklahoma at Oklahoma. No, 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 no. Alabama's at Oklahoma. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ken, uh, Kentucky gets Texas. <laughs> let's see. Let's see who Kentucky gets. No, they get uh, Texas. They get Texas. 
Oh, you're right. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah you're right, man. Um, interesting. Um, yeah, I like, I like the crimson tide. I think they're going to run away with the sec. I know your stance on that, but uh, okay. How about this one? You know, who needs, needs to be ranked and we need to seriously start talking about the Utah state Aggies. They're, they have a top five defense. They've won, I think 12 games in a row. And tonight they, 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 they play again. So it could be 13. They destroyed Colorado state. It was third in the, in, in the mountain West. Uh, I was on the wrong side of that when I thought they were due, Utah, Utah state was due for a close game. Not the case, but uh, Utah state, what keep an eye out for them. I think they could be a team that could really cause, they got a big man. That is, I think one of the best big men in the country. So I think if they get into the NCAA tournament, uh, watch out for the Aggies. I think they could be a problem for some teams. Yeah, I agree. I just want to, I mean, who have they beat? Yeah. The two wins against San Diego state, especially back to back. Okay. Impressive. Two nice wins. San Diego state is not the Aztecs of last year, but still a quality program. Other than that, in this stretch of wins here, they beat a, a, a steaming pile of nothing. I mean, I guess Colorado State is is solid, um, but other than that, I mean, New Mexico twice, Air Force twice, San Jose State twice, Northern Colorado. You know, um, you watched Utah State and you come away impressed, but don't forget how they started off the year losing three games, uh, three of the top four or we, three of the, their first four. I was almost expecting that because they lost some key players. I know they brought the big man back and I actually think the big man was banged up for some of those games. Uh, I, what I'm struggling to remember his name is African uh, last name, but, uh, uh, th- but still that BYU lost by three is not a bad loss. Um, no, it's not. But when you look at all, so the good teams that they play this year, they've lost more than they've, they've won. Yeah, uh, but I still think. And you know, you said like them bringing back you know, a lot of uh, new faces. Well, so was BYU, so was VCU. That's true. You know, so that's kind of uh, I don't really buy that excuse. Well, we're gonna learn a lot about them because I think Boise State is legit. They're gonna play Boise State soon. Um, and well, they play you know, Colorado you, State. UNLV is solid too. Their next two games are at UNLV. I expect Utah State to win, but UNLV is a, they have a solid team there, so that'll be interesting. If if Utah State smokes both you know them in those two games in a row, um, they'll earn a little bit more respect going into those two games against Boise State. Yeah, I think that. But I, I think they they have if that that I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the Aggies much. That big man is a is a tough. He blocks like every shot. Quaida, Quaida, yeah. right? Yeah, and he blocks every shot. Now, and I remember last year. They upset San Diego State in the Mountain West Championship, in the conference championship, on a three pointer at the buzzer to to get the berth to the to March Madness, which never happened. But uh Kata was the guy that would missed a lot of time throughout the season. So he is a mismatch problem for for and he's very athletic. So I, I do think if they get in, even if you play a like a really good team, like this guy is is a is a player. And I think remember when UC Irvine had that big guy that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. When you have players like that, like it, from a defensive standpoint, like this guy, I mean, what's he getting? He's getting three blocks a game. Um, he is. Uh, where are we at here? This guy is just—he's from Portugal. Wow, I thought it here. Yeah, I thought I thought he was from somewhere else, but um, he can play. I think it could be a problem for or a mismatch problem for some teams if if they draw Utah State. Well, Utah State's had a good program for a number of years now. So yeah, I agree. Uh 
Then you got Ole Miss, Mississippi State. We said Mississippi State laid an egg. We move over into Wednesday. I know we're gonna we're gonna end things uh, just quickly. Go through here. VCU. I texted you at halftime. VCU St. Bonaventure. Uh, uh, I texted you saying, "Man, VCU looks really good." And I was on the Bonnies. Well, the Bonnies uh, I think held VCU to 14 points in the second half and uh, and, and ended up blowing that one wide open. St. Bonaventure, a, a hard team to grasp so far this year, considering that they they missed a lot of time with COVID. This game encapsulates the whole college basketball season so far. VCU outscores St. Bonaventure by 15 in the first half. And then in the second half, they get outscored 45 to 14. <laughs> How does that even happen? That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't St. Bonaventure is looking like a real player in the A10. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, Georgia Tech. Now, you want to talk about a team that is trending in the right direction? Go to the ACC and talk. Let's talk. Uh, uh, Georgia Tech basketball. Look, their big man is a stud. I'm, uh, what's what, I'm trying. What, what's his name? Again? Moses. Yeah. Uh, Moses. M- Moses Malone. Yeah, no, 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 Moses Wright. Isn't <laughs> Moses, Moses Wright? Yeah. Uh, he has been a stud for Georgia Tech. Um, I, I, I really think I, I guess the coaching thing always scares me away. But when you look at uh, what they've done lately with DeVoe and Alvarado coming on with Moses, Alvarado's my guy. The, the uh, point guard, big fan of his. And Usher's your guy when it comes to music. But Jordan Usher playing <laughs> playing good good ball for the Yellow Jackets, dude. This team is hot, dude. And and dude, I, what's what's Usher's most uh, popular song? Oh, don't stop. I'm gonna shout, cause I, I don't know popular music I, 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 whatsoever. I don't. I, and you expect me to know that? Uh, like I know he's got millions of albums sold, but I have no idea what type of song. Uh, you're you're you have at least you know uh, at least one finger on the pulse of pop music, don't you? Sort of. No, dude, I'm listening to like classic rock and bluegrass, right? <laughs> I mean, I listen to all different genres, but I'm saying like I'm not like you never see me like go, let me go get the current top twenty. You know, like I don't know what's the last popular record that I had. I, I, I can't name an Usher song. Is basically what I'm trying to say. I don't think I can either. Uh, I'm sure I've heard, uh, yeah. you know, a bunch a ton, of them. Yeah, I can't yeah. either, but it doesn't mean that I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think he's a, he's a talented guy anyway. Um, <laughs> sure. Why not? Georgia tech. <laughs> uh, they play at Virginia Saturday. Interesting. You know, I was kind of high on Georgia tech coming into the year. I, you know, I, I, I thought last year, um, well, I, I know last year Alvarado missed about a month or a month and a half. It, with an injury. Um, So their overall record was not that good, but when he was playing, they were solid uh, and they had a lot of guys returning. So I'm not surprised with their success here. They've already beaten UNC and Clemson in conference. Um, They beat uh, Kentucky at the time. We thought that was impressive. Turns out Kentucky's not great. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. And what's funny is that they started off the year with losses to Georgia state and to Mercer. but uh, now they're playing the ball. They should their next two games at UVA at Duke, then Florida state. That sounds pretty tough. We're going to find out about the uh, yellow jackets here. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited to peep them. I actually would love that story. If they end up winning the ACC or something, that'd be fantastic. I think um, I'll pump the brakes on that just a little bit, buddy. Okay? I know. I'm just saying, I think that the, either look Clemson too, but any of those schools. All right. Really. So who has a better chance to win their conference, Georgia tech or Purdue, Georgia tech. Just because the top of the ACC is yeah, not as good as top. Yeah, as a, I, I as see opportunity. Yeah, right. better, better opportunity. Okay. So, 
Uh, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting. Yes. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew like NC Nick and myself. I've actually never lost a game doing these videos. Um, make sure you, you subscribe to the SGPN page at sports podcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. Uh, so go to sports podcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. Yes. That's sports podcast.com slash BTV. I also want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. And the best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house. You can play for money in 40 States too. 40. Uh, plus they are doing a, a weekly college basketball contest on Wednesdays and Saturdays, $10 to enter. And each user will start with a balance of a thousand edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees. It's basically like a battle Royal winner. Take all find the link under the uh, uh, competitions tab. Sign up today at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. Um, where are we at here? Let's talk. What is happening with Furman? Furman got upset by VMI yesterday, buddy. Uh, don't tell me about it. Cause I, I, I had money on Furman. Uh, VMI is good this year. <laughs> you know, that, I, that, that's we, what we were talking we, about. Duke. Oh no, I'm sorry. Not Duke. Uh, Navy army and VMI in the Citadel, all academies <laughs> that are playing good basketball this year. You know, you wonder if it's something with like, you know, just the year and COVID and, you know, all the challenges with that. And, you know, these military schools are a bit more structured. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for They're, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just, they just happen to have the best rosters on the same, in the same year. And that's why they're better this year. Or maybe there's something to the discipline is the word I'm looking for. But- maybe they're just more disciplined than um, other college kids, you know, but air force still, I wasn't very disciplined when I was in college, (laughs) but air force still sucks though, dude. Oh, hey, four out of five ain't bad. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's talk. uh, My dude, let me, let me uh, throw my dick up in the air here a little bit. Cause I just saw a final here. I I locked up today. Jacksonville state plus seven and a half at Murray state. I thought about it. They went out right. How about that? Murray State's had problems this year. I thought about it, dude. I thought and about Jacksonville it. Jacksonville State's legit too. They're solid. They're a good football program too. You'll be finding that out soon in the FCS ranks. Remember, we got you covered for the FCS football season at the College Experience. Um, Kentucky got had- a heater. Got a heater with Indiana, Iowa going on right now. I'm sorry. Are we on? Are we on Thursday? Are we on present day? No, not yet. Still on but but you, you can still talk about that. We're on Kentucky at Georgia. I was on this one. I was on the SGP show. I took that as my dog. Uh, Georgia was getting three and a half, four points. Uh, Georgia wins at the buzzer from uh, PJ Horn, the Virginia Tech transfer. What a game! Kentucky loses another. And I got bad news for you, for for you uh, Wildcat fans out there. I don't think it's happening this year. You see Calipari's statements after the game. I didn't know. I missed this one. Uh, he was going off. He was like, "They're respect. They, they're respectable. Pl- they're they're respectable players, but they don't listen to me. Like they're they're <laughs> listening, but they're not listening. Right? 
This is a pretty hilarious stuff. I thought, but um, yeah. they, they really let that one get away. Kentucky had, I think well, I want to say Georgia scored the final eight points of that game. Um, oh, wow. Let that one get away, miss some big free throws. And, and now all of a sudden you're looking at a Kentucky team that's four and nine. And I understand they could still w- run the table in the sec tournament because their, their talent will continue to get better. But on deck is LSU, Alabama, Texas, Missouri, and Tennessee and Arkansas. They're just their next six games. Wow. Wow. Good luck. Yeah. It, you know, I actually pick Kentucky in this. I didn't bet it, but uh, you know, since we pick every game every day on the college experience, I went Kentucky here just cause for, well, first off, I didn't trust Georgia. Not that I trust Kentucky, but I don't know. I, I kept on thinking that eventually they're going to kind of slowly turn it around. You might be right. There may be no turning around the ship and I would make more fun of big blue nation. If Duke wasn't in the same boat. Uh, I, I think it's great for the sport. Um, I will say this though. Keep an eye on KD Johnson freshman. That was in, ineligible. Originally they ruled that he could play for Georgia. He's played three games. He's their leading scorer. And, and this guy's a stud. He's getting 15 points a game. And actually it was higher before the Kentucky game. 15 points a game, uh, four rebounds, 2.3 steals per game. This guy is a stud, Nick, almost a full block as well. And uh, I got him. If you're playing college basketball, DFS, FYI, I got him at a, because the DFS world does not know about him right now. I got him for, I want to say uh, 3000 points there. So Woo! he was $3,000. Yeah. $3,000. And I won that night, I believe. Um, wow. And he was a big part of that because they, the world does not know that he's eligible. And obviously he doesn't have any points on the year, but he's, he's league. not going to be three K next time, but yeah. he's still, he might only be like, you know, five or six K or something. Yeah. Keep an eye though. Georgia, interesting team to, to keep an eye on. Um, where else, where else can we go here? Tulsa just gets slacked in a game that we locked up at Houston. Um, okay. There were, I should have played the revenge angle. Yeah. You know, that's what you want to see from a team that you think has, you know, some real aspirations to, to go far in the tournament. You want to see them pissed off and hungry for that revenge. And Houston was that team. I mean, from the start, they just, they just put it on Tulsa. You're starting to see some of the cracks in in Tulsa's armor here. Uh, They're a solid team, but they're not on Houston's level. Uh, And uh, Houston was hungry to get revenge. Well, and Tulsa lost a ton of players last year. They weren't supposed to be good this year. So if anything, they're overachieving. Right. Uh, Northwestern Wisconsin, Northwestern continues to crumble. I don't think they're going anywhere now. They've lost, I think seven or eight in a row. Um, oh, right. Chris Collins for a minute had them in the top 25. So uh, how about this one that we were all over with Providence catching 10 at Creighton. I couldn't believe that line. They just don't respect my guy, Ed Cooley, man. They had just beat Creighton by two points. I think uh, like less than two weeks ago. I will never. And Creighton's home. Like if we, if there was no COVID and they had all those fans and that place was crazy, like it normally is, then I might understand that big right. of a line, but I, right. look, I'm a, this is one of my favorite teams in, in, in college basketball year in, year out, Ed Cooley. And the way that Providence, they're just kind of a blue collar program to me. Uh, I, I, I love the Friars. So I, 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 I've been a Providence fan since Austin Crozier and God sham God, Marty Conlon. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think Marty Collin was before them. Yeah. Like, Cro- Crozier and Shamagod went at least sweet 16, if not elite eight that year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, 
I do root for Providence also. I like Ed Cooley, man. I think he's an underrated coach. Who who passed on him? Somebody passed on him that I thought was interesting. But and Dude, he belongs at Providence, so he just seems oh yeah. like I don't know. He just seems like he is Providence. Yeah, you know, he's been there for a while now. I don't I don't want him to go anywhere else, but I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. We mentioned Colorado laying an egg against Washington. The Washington is a team that I was shocked at how bad they were this year, uh, considering they have talent. I know Nezemiah Carter left, but they still have talent on that roster. Um, Auburn at Arkansas, Arkansas gets the win, but does not get the cover. That was a wild game actually. Cause Auburn was up 15. I watched this game. Arkansas came all the way back, grabbed the win. I, I can't get a read on Arkansas. Arkansas is one of their, one of their uh, starter starting five is injured for the past like week or two. So I think he's out until mid February, something to keep an eye on. Um, and I think he's their top rebounder. If memory serves me correct. Um, but I, I do think Bruce Pearl's Auburn team is getting better. Yeah, I think so too. I think, yeah, but before the loss to Arkansas, they beat Georgia and Kentucky. So they had two in a row there after starting off Oh, and four in conference. So we knew Auburn is one of the, uh, they might be the youngest team in the country. Uh, They lost everybody. Um, So we knew it was going to take a little while, but I do think they're improving here. And you know what, this is, this is a prime example of a game where sometimes you should go with your gut rather than looking at, you know, different numbers and stuff. This line was moving up in, in Arkansas's favor for a while. I think it started at uh, two and a half or three. And I think it went up all the way to maybe five or five and a half. Does that sound right? I think so. And, but this game was bananas, dude. This was a fucking true roller coaster. Auburn was, I, I was on Auburn originally and, and the line movement made me switch it to Arkansas. Once again, not a game I betted, but, but I like to get every game, right. You know, cause we're all yeah. competitive people. Um, but so sometimes just go with your gut. That's well, what I was going to say. But even at that though, I mean, this was a game where Auburn was dominating the first half, Arkansas storms back. And I, I want to say with like a minute and a half left, Arkansas was up nine. So you're thinking, Oh, they're going to cover this. And then Auburn actually made it a game. Auburn like got, got <laughs> Arkansas kept missing free throws and Auburn actually got it down to, I think two points with like 45 seconds left. And you're sitting there saying, wow, I mean, this was a crazy game. So sec is wild, man. It is. Yeah. And then Abilene Christian laid an egg for me at Sam Houston state and Abilene Christian, who I was bullish on. Now I got no idea what's happening. Stephen F. Austin seems to be coming on. Uh, I'm glad you brought this game up because we briefly talked about it, or we talked about the conference last week. And I was telling you, watch out for Sam Houston, uh, dude. Sam Houston is a good team. They've won what, like ten in a row now, including you know now a, a, a victory over Abilene Christian. But even the games they lost, you know, they lost a close one to Texas and close sixteen points. You know, um, you know they they they're tested. They played LSU. They played Texas tech. They played SMU. They played Boise. Uh, watch out for Sam Houston, man. They're making some noise here. Well, I mean, I think the disappointing thing is that out of the gates, Abilene Christian was a team that to me, you know, normally I feel like Stephen F Austin runs away with this conference and it was Stephen F Austin that was struggling out the gates. And, and then you thought, okay, well, Ab- this is Abilene Christians to, to really do. I mean, Abilene Christian beat East Tennessee state. Who's a solid program by 23 points. They only lost to Texas Tech at Texas Tech by seven in a game that was actually a lot closer, and that score indicates that was free throws. They only they played Arkansas somewhat well until late in that game. So I thought, hey, that was my logic on Abilene Christian, and now 
you know, they play on Wednesday. They play uh, Stephen F. Austin. Abilene Christian does. Excited to watch that one. Uh, but yeah, Sam Houston State got to give it up to them. They're they're really playing good basketball. Um, the top of that Southland Conference is pretty interesting all of a sudden with those three schools. You know, with Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, and Abilene Christian. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's some interesting basketball. I'm gonna be tuning into that down the stretch here because uh, it should be a, an interesting uh, race to the finish line. That's a conference that has done some damage in the NCAA tournament before. So uh, pay attention to the Southland. Um, okay. Well, that brings us to uh, yesterday's action. And then we'll, we'll talk. Well, let's, let, let's uh, talk. What was the big one? We saw uh, what Rutgers. Oh no, that's today's action. I'm sorry. Rutgers loses to Penn state. Uh, Wichita state who we were bullish on. They just, well, that well, we can talk about the Memphis tigers for a second, because they're one that I think is one of the most dangerous teams in the country for a one-off. Like if you're playing them for one game, like Houston, Houston still got to play Memphis. I know we would, me and you would probably take Houston cause we're bullish on them this year, but I'd say Memphis is a team that could knock them off in the AAC tournament. They certainly had the talent. We knew that coming into this year. Uh, you know, Penny is bringing in talent to Memphis. Uh, the question was, could he coach? Could he bring them together? And how quickly? Um, and they've had their, they've had some struggles this year. But uh, Wichita State was a, a team that was treating me right. I was winning money on the Shockers, um, and to see them lose by twenty that that is alarming. So it tells you just how good of a game Memphis played. Uh, keep your eye on them. You know, um, we'll see. You know, kind of like LSU. Maybe this is just a game where all things were clicking and maybe they'll lay an egg next game. Uh, but just due to their talent level, keep an eye on Memphis to see, you know, how they, they close out January, how they roll into February and eventually March. Yeah, I agree. Uh, f- so let's get to f- tomorrow's action. Obviously Michigan Purdue, the game of the day. Um, Aside from that, I think if you're a Sunbelt fan, Georgia, Southern South Alabama could be of some interest. Um, I think, uh, what, what else? Seton hall Butler is tomorrow. That's always a good fun game in the big East. And, uh, I think the, it's not a great slate. I, I actually am kind of intrigued by a Louisiana tech UTEP game. I think both those teams are solid in conference USA. Uh, Before you go any further, Seton hall Butler has been postponed. That's unfortunately. right. That's right. I did see that. Uh, Florida Gulf coast Lipscomb is a kind of an intriguing matchup tomorrow to, to see as well. Not a great slate though, for tomorrow's action. So it's a lot of games. It's it's quantity over quality, <laughs> which, which then brings me to, we got to get to uh, Saturday's action and Saturday's action, Cincinnati at Houston. Any chance uh, the three and seven Bearcats? I mean, what's going on in Cincinnati? They, they let uh, what's his name? Go out to UCLA, go out to LA. Uh, why can't I? I'm drawing a blank on the coach of UCLA right now, but Mick Cronin. yeah, Mick Cronin. And uh, I don't know. They hired Northern Kentucky's head coach. Uh, I know Kenyon Martin was uh, tweeting how he did not like that hire, but he, I thought they played decent last year, but this year it's been a mess. I think Houston's probably going to, going to blow them out. Kansas at Oklahoma. Any chance the Sooners, they have the same record in the conference. I know we touched on that briefly earlier. Who are you taking in that? You think? I mean, if you're saying, you know, pick a winner without a spread, I'm going Kansas. I think they'll rebound from the Baylor loss. Okay. But I do think it could be a close game here. So I'm interested in seeing a line. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be KU minus five or six. Yeah. I I, I would guess that too. UConn 
uh, fresh off that loss. This is a compelling matchup. This is actually a game. I think I want to, this is a must watch game for me Saturday morning here in Vegas. Uh, the Huskies of Yukon at seven. How, how hungover will you be at 9 a.m. Saturday morning in Vegas? Uh, that that's a strong, strong, <laughs> strong probability. Now you're, you're not there with your boys. So maybe yeah. not as bad as it would be on a different trip. That's very true. Very true. Um, and, and Kramer's edibles are, are thankfully not on this trip because those things can ru- <laughs> ruin you for the weekend. Um, but yeah, Yukon at Creighton. Oh, hold, on, hold on. Can we talk about, uh, let's talk about marijuana for a second, or at least uh, CBD. Um, what I haven't smoked weed in a, a long time. That was more of my college days, but I did get some, um, el- some of that elixir from the CBD shop. Uh-huh. And uh, the first time my wife and I had, you know, just like, uh, you're only supposed to take like a, a teaspoon or two. So m- the first few times I tried it, I'm like, man, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, I don't feel anything. I'm like, this stuff wasn't cheap. This, the, the guy behind the counter was, you know, speaking highly of it. Finally, the third time I took like probably like two and a half teaspoons. <laughs> <laughs> and finally I was like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Dude. I, uh, I was like cutting an apple for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Dude. Kramer. Uh, look, and, and I'm a guy that will partake, you know, uh, I, ed- edibles have never been my thing, but you know, I'm always like a social smoker essentially, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm in Vegas with Kramer. I think two March madnesses ago, obviously we didn't have one last year. So the last March madness we had, and I kind of got peer pressured into it, but Kramer has like 30 different styles. He's like that guy that you want, you want uppers, downers, you know what I mean? Like uh, he's the guy with, with everything. And, and he's like, uh, well for edibles, not, not, he's not doing other stuff, but he's like, uh, Colby, you want one? And I was like, no, 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 dude. I know you fuck with those gigantic milligrams. And he's like you the brownie, the cookie, the yeah, gummies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and then he's like, well, try this. It's like a Tic Tac. It's nothing, dude. Right. He gave me that dude. It fucking ruined my weekend, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I couldn't dude. I'm at, I'm at the, I'm at a restaurant eating like a $90 steak. And I have a, I have a $35 old fashioned and the waitress is asking me, she, she, she comes there and she's like, do you want, I think they, they ask you if they want you to cut it or something like that, or, or they cut it in front of you. And she's asking me questions that I just couldn't fucking answer, dude. I'm just sitting there like, don't talk to me. Don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> I'm in a mental did, battle right now. What's that? Did you, did you end up in Debo's chicken coop? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I, I just remember going to sleep, man. I, I, I must've sat in the bed for That's like angel dust home. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Yukon uh, Creighton, the game I, I think is one of the better games this Saturday. Both teams really uh, Creighton, I think has lost what three in a row and, and Yukon uh, obviously just took, took an L to St. John's. This is in Omaha. Uh, I think Creighton still, still, still missing Boke night. I think, I yeah. think he's out for a couple of weeks. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah. I like Creighton. I like Creighton as well. Virginia tech at Syracuse. Are the Hokies going to do it again? Syracuse is always tough. But I think Virginia Tech has a roster to do well against the zone because they do have some shooters. Um, I like the Hokies. All right, now and he- a close one though. I mean, I, I think most of Virginia Tech's games are going to be pretty close. I don't see them blowing a lot of people out. Uh, but uh, I'll take the Hokies to win. Virginia Tech getting a Luma was huge. That that tra- grad yeah. transfer from Wofford. Um, 
I want to tell you guys before we get out of here, the college experience is brought to you by Ace Per Head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how? Well, guess what? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24/7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to 6 weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com/sgp. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right. We're still talking Saturday here. Um, Auburn. This is just one that I'm just going to torture you with Auburn, South Carolina. Who you taking? (laughs) (laughs) I think Auburn. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, I'm kind of warming up to Auburn here. Uh, So right now, not seeing a line it's at uh, South Carolina. Yeah. I still expect a pretty close line there. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to lock it yeah, up or anything. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to bet it, but I'm a, I'm going to lean Auburn. It's a, a strong lean. Yeah. Another good one in the uh, Southern conference, UNC Greensboro and Chattanooga squaring off Saturday morning. That's a good one. Uh, and any lean there Greensboro. I'd lean Greensboro. Yeah. How about this? Kent state Toledo. These might be the two best teams in the Mac. They, yeah. Yeah. They might be. Um, I like Toledo, but I think the game's going to be fairly close. And Toledo is probably going to be favored by seven or eight. I'm, I'm guessing. Saying, uh, take the dog in this one. Whatever, whatever. I you think got. so. Yeah. I think so. Um, where are we at here? Patty sees uh, James Madison. He he mentions that they're undefeated in the CAA at at one and zero because of COVID problems. Uh, they take on Northeastern, who's six and zero. They're the top two teams in the in the conference rankings right now because <laughs> JMU's only one and zero. Take Northeastern. <laughs> take Northeastern all day. Arkansas Vandy. Any chance uh, Jerry Stackhouse pulls off the upset? Nah, nah, no, I agree. I don't think so. Okay, now here's a dangerous game for you, and I think I might actually say this might be a very, this one could be a live dog. Baylor at OK State. Yeah, man, dude. Especially with with no postseason to look forward to. Does that include the Big Twelve tournament? I'm assuming it does. I'm assuming it does too. I know, like last year, Georgia Tech did the self ban, and and. That it was all postseason, not just national, but all postseason. Huh. I'm assuming it does. So uh, yeah, those 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 cow pokes are going to be up for this game definitely. Uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's a good game, man. That's a great game. Uh, that might be a money line play for me here in Vegas. Uh, Maryland at Minnesota. Any chance the Terps pull it off? Minnesota's been really good at home. Yeah, you know, but they've been up and down in general. So th- sure, there's a chance. I mean, I'm, my lean is towards Minnesota, obviously, but. Maryland has enough players to be dangerous against pretty much anybody. Uh, SMU at UCF, UCF kind of been a weird team this year. They beat Florida state, but then lose to a bunch of shitty teams. Yeah. And especially after locking them up in that like noon game against temple where they just shat the bed and yeah, they, and they followed that up getting blown out by Houston. Yeah. Uh, UCF is actually, they had a bunch of COVID stuff going on, but they've lost four games in a row now. Um, so I'm kind of off UCF. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Mustangs. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is a big one here. NC state at North Carolina. Who you taking revenge spot? NC state already beat, already beat them once this year. They, they're going for the sweep. Yeah. I think I'm going to go UNC. I think they they'll split the series. You know, I think yeah, man, NC state, has hardly beaten UNC at all in the last like 10 years, only a, a handful of wins. And it's not like they're that much better of a team this year. And NC state last couple of times out have, they've struggled. 
where I think UNC, you could argue they're getting a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm on the Tar Heels here. Hate to say it, okay. but I am. I think I might take state. I got to see what that line is. Stay tuned. Check the spreadsheet. We publish every single day uh, prior to the college basketball game. That's going to be, ticking. that's going to be a small line, right? I would think four. So. Uh, yeah. Three or four. I would think maybe even less yeah. um, Florida, Georgia world's biggest cocktail party in basketball. Who knew it was going to be a good game, but I, I still anticipate if NC Nick was at this game, he'd be sp- spraying an aerosol can into someone's face. <laughs> <laughs> That, that happened that was, when uh, to Georgia, uh, Florida. Making sure they had some uh, suntan lotion on them, man. <laughs> As a pale ass white guy, uh, you know, I, I, I try to look out for others. I don't want to get sunburned. <laughs> I don't want them to get sunburned either. Uh, this is a compelling game now, all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing like, who's playing for Florida first. Uh, I, I think sometimes when you have a couple injuries, you kind of you know rally the troops, get up for a big game. A lot of the reserves might, you know, play out of their mind, especially if it's at home. Uh, but now the second game on the road is a different story. So I, I, I want to see who's going to be playing in that first. If uh, if the if the same guys are out, Castleman, uh, we know Johnson and Scotty Lewis. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if they're all out, I'm on Georgia. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. Uh, we got Providence at Villanova. You want to talk about Ed Cooley's squad? Could they pull it off the upset in Philly? No. Well, I mean, sure they'll cover, they they'll cover look, though. Huh? It's a biggies basketball. Of course they can. Um, I don't think they will. The question is, can they cover? And if I see another line about 10 points, then I'm going to be all over the Friars. Yeah, I agree. Here's actually one game that I'm actually really interested in. Army Navy? Yes. Army at Navy. <laughs> Army at eight and three. Navy at nine and one. Holy shit, this is a money game. This is a money game in the Patriot. So uh, Who would have thunk it? On TV too, CBS uh, Sports. I'll say take the points, even though I'm kind of bullish on Navy this year. Um, I think Navy's better than Army. Agreed. I, I do, but I've been impressed with Army too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Clemson at Florida State. Clemson beat them already once. They're going for the sweep. You know, Clemson has not looked good the last two games, but I do think they're better than what they've looked like the last two games. With that said, I think the Seminoles are better. And you, like you mentioned, revenge game, give me Florida State. Mm. These I, guys always seem to play close games. Though, I got to so see what that line is. Yeah. yeah, look at the line, but you know, I think Florida State is going to win uh, outright at least. All right, I'm going to I'm going to make you suffer through this one. A and dude, how about Indiana up 11 on Iowa now? I took. Under, under I, two minutes, dude. I think Indiana is a team that could really cause some havoc in the NCAA. Like they're a team to me. If they play to their potential, I think they could win the whole national championship. There's so many teams like that. If they play to their potential, yeah. Because half the games they do and they look really good, and half the games they don't, yeah. And they look mediocre. It's yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Jackson Davis is just a problem for 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 college basketball. I don't know that there's many players in the country better than him. Uh, a and I'm going to make you suffer this a and M at Ole Miss. Who are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Ole Miss uh, buzzes. Boys are still a year or two away. Uh, I'll go with the home team, <laughs> Ohio state at Wisconsin. That's a ball game. That is a, that's ball a good game, game. Man. five yeah. and four Ohio state, five and four in the big 10 and lost some heartbreakers, Wisconsin six and two. So huge, huge implications here. Uh, Let's see here. So Wisconsin has gotten two in a row now after losing to Michigan. They've yet to play Ohio State. 
Yeah, it's a tough game. I guess my lean is Wisconsin, but I, I've been kind of fading the Buckeyes this year, and and it's it it hasn't served me well. So maybe I need to start looking, you know, towards the Buckeyes some more. You know, they got Pearl Washington's son on that team, right? Yeah, Dwayne Washington Jr. Yeah, Pearl Washington, great legend, legend in the streets of New York City. Uh, West Virginia at K State. Any chance K State pulls off the upset? No, they're awful. Yeah, I agree. Um, where are we at here? Uh, Duke Louisville. Are you going to take Duke to pull the upset in Louisville? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I would not take them straight up. Um, I guess Louisville is going to be favored, not by a lot, just because Duke used all. You know, I don't know. I'm staying away from that game. I don't know who I'm going to take. Okay. I don't know who's going to win. I mean, you have to favor at least Louisville to win. Uh, but I mean, Duke's been right there the last c- couple games. What they need to do is quit digging themselves the first half hole, and, and and they might be all right. So I don't know. I'd stay away from that game. I'm on the Cardinals there. Interesting one in the Sun Belt: Georgia State, App State. I think Georgia State is probably a little bit better than App State. Agreed. James Forrest's son, the leading scorer for App State. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, Furman at uh, East Tennessee State could be a East Tennessee State's a team that's coming on late. Keep an eye out for that in the Southern. I, I don't. I'm not make, telling you to make a pick on that. Just uh, keep an eye oh, out. I, I like Furman there. Okay, especially uh, coming especially off the coming loss. Off the loss. Yeah. Agreed. Dayton VCU. We're gonna find some things out about this VCU team. Yeah, and also to see if Dayton can keep on playing as well as as they've played of late. So uh, that'll be an interesting game to. To, to uh, tune into there, definitely. UCLA at Stanford. Another interesting game. Yeah. Uh, UCLA is going to lose one of these. Dude, Saturday, if, Saturday. If they win, if, if they win tonight, I don't know what the score is right now. Uh, but if they win tonight, then you may, maybe you pencil that road trip up to Palo Alto as a loss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- there's Saturday's got so many games. Your Jacksonville State team plays Austin P, who's very good. Uh, that's a compelling matchup in the Ohio Valley conference. If you're giving me like five or six points, I'm going to take Jackson state again, Jacksonville state. Yeah. Um, th- there's just a, a slew of great games for Saturday. So just sit down. You got Mississippi state, Bama, any chance Ben Howland pulls off the upset? Uh, no, I mean the way Alabama's playing right now. Yeah. No, but things are pretty wacky in the sec, man. LSU, Kentucky is Kentucky dead in, dead in the water there. <laughs> Dude, oh, these SEC games are so tough. What do you think there? I'm going LSU, man. Off that, off that I, ass whooping. Yeah, yeah. You got to. You got to. No, n- you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not picking Kentucky anymore until they prove it to me. I'm not going to keep on assuming they're going to get better. Get better first, and if I'm late to that party, then I'll be late to it. Here's one in the Big Ten that if Northwestern can grab this win, they will be four and six in the Big Ten. Meanwhile, Penn State one and five currently. Can Northwestern go into uh, State College and grab a win? <sighs> I'd say <laughs> no right now. <laughs> Dude, you're asking me these tough games, yeah. man. Uh, Penn State getting a nice win today. Northwestern's on a slide. I, you know, I think that slide continues. Give me Penn State. WCC backyard brawl. St. Mary's against San Francisco. San Francisco's kind of been disappointing lately. I think, you I think they've already played once this year, right? Yeah. Let me pull that up. Um, and and oh man, this is a great slate no, of games. I'm wrong. They okay. have not played yet. Okay, scratch that. 
yeah, another one: Georgia Tech, Virginia. That's a big one. USC, Cal. I, I would say that's not a huge game, but Colorado Wazoo in Pullman could be an interesting one. Pull, the, Pullman, the, always a tough place to play. Definitely, they've been good the past couple of years uh, at home. Missouri at Tennessee, revenge spot for Missouri. Who gets that one? <laughs> you like asking these SEC ones? <laughs> uh, right now, I mean, if you just look, I, I'll take Missouri. Yeah. Uh, then you got Oregon at Oregon state. Uh, you know, the old civil war, I will call it the civil war. Um, any, any chance Oregon state continues this magical three game stretch? No, no, I don't think so. If it was in Corvallis, maybe I'd have a different opinion of that, but uh, I'm going to take your word, your word that Oregon is that good. And uh, you know, they'll prove it here. Uh, Rutgers, Indiana, Saturday. Any chance Rutgers fixes? If Indiana beats Iowa, which is looking like, watch Rutgers beat Indiana on Sunday. Dude, uh, Rutgers has not impressed of late. So, yeah. but that doesn't mean they don't have the players to win a game like that. So, um, I guess my lean would be Indiana, but uh, you could not count Rutgers out. A few weeks ago, we thought they might be one of the top three or four schools in the Big Ten. So. Yeah, Sunday morning, Davidson, UMass. UMass is actually four and one in the A10, so uh, I'm gonna ride Davidson there. But UMass kind of coming out of nowhere. I think the schedule's been light for them though. So, and we get Army Navy again on Sunday. So enjoy. Nice back to back. Here's an interesting one. Have you been following Loyola Chicago lately? They just beat Valpo by like 45 points. They play at right. Bradley on Sunday, and Bradley, I still think when it comes down to it. Bradley. Oh, I actually, I think Drake, Drake and Loyola are probably the top two, but I think Bradley is going to be a team that could easily upset any of those teams come Missouri Valley championship uh, conference championship. Any chance Bradley takes down the, the Ramblers. I think that might, that'd be a very nice money line ticket for you, buddy. Yeah. And, and Bradley's been a sweetheart of mine. I've picked them to win the Missouri Valley the past two years in the conference tournament at great value. They're getting like plus nine, 9,000. One of them. And then right. the, the other one, I think uh, last year was just, uh, I think plus like uh plus 600, I think, but uh, keep an eye out on Bradley. Uh, that pretty much, I mean, there's Nebraska, Iowa, and that's not, but uh, Saturday, what a slate of games. Keep an eye out for it. And I, I should mention that, uh, that uh, what, what game was it? Notre Dame, Miami is also on Sunday. That could be interesting for Miami. Who's still, they need to wake up fast because that season is, is they're six and seven right now. They need to right, wake up fast. Right. Um, all right, guys, this is the college experience, uh, college basketball weekend preview. Uh, if, if you're a first time listener, we're available on all platforms. You listen to podcast at, uh, and we handicap every single division, one college basketball and college football game, been doing it for four years, four years, been over 500 each and every season as a collective, but also independently me, Patty C NC, Nick, the guys that make the picks and bring it to you. And we put all of our picks on a spreadsheet. We publish it every day at sports We also tweet them out daily. And I'll give you the Twitter handles in a second here, but we've been way over 500 on our picks, but we're also been way over 500 on our locks. So you got no excuses to get free money. It's, it's extra income. Just follow the picks. You'll be good. It's, it's, it's a fact by now, four years in it's a fact. All right. Uh, uh, I want to say, look, we don't charge for picks and we won't charge for picks but I will try to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to iTunes? Give us a five-star review and say some nice things about us. We'd certainly appreciate it. Um, oftentimes sponsors say that's a big deal. 
in their world. They want to see fans engaged talking about the product they're about to invest in. So please, if you can get over to iTunes and do that, uh, if you do take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D and I'll enter you in a David Stern like raffle where we'll send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that now? Uh, so at the Colby D free t-shirt over the next few weeks, you heard it here first. Uh, NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow. Writes a lot of great content at sports gambling podcast.com. Uh, so check that out. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C a three one sports gambling podcast is on Twitter at DSGP network. Follow all of them. Check out that Slack channel as well. NFL playoffs this week, Nick, you want to go out on a high note? Yeah. All right. Give me green Bay minus three. I'm with you. And I'm going to get boring and take both chalk. Give me KC minus three. Cause I think everybody's on Buffalo and they're forgetting and about Andy Reed, Patrick Mahomes, and the fact that it's in KC. So give me both favorites, Green Bay and KC. I completely agree. And I, ah, th- you son of a, I, I think, uh, you know, I actually am more scared about the Tampa Bay Green Bay game than the, the green, the KC like Buffalo hasn't their offense looks like trash in both games, in my opinion. So I think that that finally yeah. adds up to them. I'll say this. If Kansas city starts Chad Henney, they still win. Uh, no, I mean Mahomes is playing, right? I, Come on. I know, but I'm saying if the if Chad Henney, if I felt confident with Henney playing, that the Chiefs would still win. I don't know. That's where I'm going to bail on that. <laughs> no, I would take Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> no, uh-uh. uh, uh, look, I, I love I, the Bills. I think Mahomes is playing. I, I mean, I I have not seen an update on Thursday, but what I was seeing Wednesday was all signs were pointing pointing towards he's he's playing. There we go. All right, you heard it here first. This is the college experience, college basketball weekend preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. <laughs>